CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 12th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing. 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting Steve Wilfong checks in. The sun is currently shining in the Gem City. That's a rarity. I'm actually in Hattiesburg, Mississippi right now, sitting in a hotel room. About to head out to Alabama, Mississippi, all-star practice for a third day, but I do head back to the Midwest uh, this afternoon, so hoping that the sun is shining and I get back smoothly. I was in Mississippi once for a wedding many years ago. How's that state doing? I think that the southern hospitality is real down here, and I've had a good time, and I've seen some good players. But I got kids that are five and two, and I'm ready to get back home, and I think my wife is excited for me to get back home and pitch in around there too. Steve's expertise lies in recruiting. Let's wrap some of that up as this cycle comes to a close somewhat with signing day coming up in a few days here, Tuesday. The only real drama left for the Buckeyes surrounds the quarterback position. Let's start with the guy they want to add in C.J. Stroud, Elite 11 champ from Rancho Cucamonga, California. I feel confident he's going to be part of the squad. Lay out his next few weeks for us. I also like Ohio State's chances with the number two pro-style passer in the 24-7 sports composite. C.J. Stroud, who had a terrific senior year for Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, he, he took an unofficial visit to Ohio State during the fall, and there was buzz going into that visit that Ohio State was in really good position. And I think it all started at the opening finals where C.J. got a chance to really get to know a lot of the guys in the Buckeyes class and play with them uh, in that event in Dallas. Uh, Ryan Day had talked to CJ uh, around that time um, as well, so the relationship was starting to form. The Buckeyes offered. Um, uh, he came to campus, had a really good unofficial, and this weekend I think is about getting his family, um, getting comfortable with, with Ohio State. And uh, um, as long as the visit goes well, I don't expect a change of heart. Uh, I think Georgia made it interesting with their official the weekend of November 23rd. I think he had a good trip to Michigan, and I think he likes Michigan. But Ohio State, their development at the quarterback position, the opportunity to play for championships, the current recruiting class. I think C.J. Uh, really enjoys watching Justin Fields play uh, and, and sees the development at QB1 under uh, Coach Ryan Day. I think those are all things that has Ohio State in a really good spot uh, going into the official. So in what we say uh, or what people say behind the scenes when, when you go into a visit and, and, and you feel like you, you're the team to beat. You just don't want to F it up. Very confident in Ohio State's red carpet abilities. That's not really a concern right now. This is what makes everything interesting. Ohio State already has a quarterback in the class named Jack Miller. 
one of Arizona's finest, one of the nation's finest. He's been on board for over a year. Anytime you take two quarterbacks, there's going to be some, I don't know about drama, definitely some intrigue. There's a discussion over who's really the number one quarterback in the class. I have to admit, there was some concern on my part that Jack Miller would look elsewhere. I imagine there are other schools that made a run at Jack Miller. How solid do you think he is, and do you think there is interest elsewhere in trying to bust him out of the class? Well, Jack Miller's been committed to Ohio State since September of 2018, and he's he was one of the first guys in the boat, and he's put in a lot of work in helping uh, Ohio State recruit some of the kids in this class, and he's he's invested a lot uh, in Ohio State and loves Ohio State, and just had Ryan Day out there yesterday. Um, I think that they've listened to some other schools to a certain maybe small extent. They've taken some phone calls. Um, but I think um, his future is at Ohio State, and uh, he'll sign next week, and he'll be a Buckeye, and he'll be part of this class that currently ranks number four nationally, tops in the Big Ten. We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, talk some more Buckeyes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we are back. Everyone knows this by now. Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, Oklahoma for all the marbles. I postulated a theory on Tuesday's podcast that I think Clemson would beat LSU had they been the first game, which means Ohio State would have to go through Clemson ultimately. So I'd rather take them on first when I'm fully healthy. Is that a rationalization on my part or something you think has some merit? I don't know. I I think that it's easier to win a national championship if you have to play, uh, if you have an easier road, right? And I'm not saying that Oklahoma's chop liver either, um, but I would rather take my chances with the Sooners in the semis and then just play one of Clemson or or LSU. And I mean, obviously, look, Oklahoma could maybe beat LSU, and, and Oklahoma gave Georgia hell two years ago. Uh, Georgia had to rally in that game to win. And then last year, Oklahoma really came out flat, got down big early, fought back, and had a chance to make it a game. It it was a game where you couldn't turn your TV off, even though you maybe never thought Alabama was going to lose. Oklahoma made it interesting. So they're not going to be intimidated by LSU. uh, But obviously, LSU is going to be the favorite coming in, and and I would just rather play one of them. but you know we'll see. And you're right. You're gonna. Clemson's really good, man, and and they're really talented. And I don't care that they play in the ACC because I look at their roster and I see a lot of future pros on their team. So uh, I think that they're. It's going to be a hell of a game against Ohio State. Clemson dominated the ACC like they're supposed to. If you look at the statistical trends in college football, Clemson's at the top in a lot of categories. Uh, so is Ohio State uh, for sure. But I'm just saying Clemson took care of their business, and they're here, and uh, it'll be an exciting game between those two football teams. Over the last five seasons, I'm going to read you in order the teams with the most wins overall. Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. 
Tell me why the playoffs won't essentially be those four or maybe throw in an LSU next year. This is for everybody who picks Michigan against Ohio State or picks Ohio State to be third or fourth in the Big Ten. The recruiting is done. You're going to have these four or five teams in the championship going forward. The only variable I see here is the quarterback position in the transfer portal. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, the quarterback position is so big, right? I mean, if, if Ohio State didn't land Justin Fields in the transfer portal, are they here this year despite all the talent that they have? Uh, same with LSU landing Joe Burrow. Uh, you look at total offense, LSU's one, Oklahoma's two, Clemson's three, and Ohio State's five. You got to be able to uh, put up numbers the way the game's played right now. And, and those are, those four teams along with UCF are, are your top total offenses. In college football, I, I do see your point and agree uh, with the way that those programs are recruiting that they're going to be in the conversation every year. Uh, but uh, LSU, um, we're going to see if Miles Brennan is the guy next year, uh, or if they have to go through the transfer portal. Um, Alabama, um, they they have a quarterback question mark next year if Tua doesn't come back. I mean, they're bringing in Bryce Young, a true freshman, and we've seen true freshmen be successful um but it's no guarantee that he's going to come in and and uh be a guy like be a guy like Jalen Hurts in his true freshman year and, and be the SEC player uh, of the year um so i i do think that if you're Ohio State you feel extremely good about your football team next year uh, with Justin Fields coming back and what they're doing uh, at receiver and and uh, they're going to return um, some guys on the offensive line and, and, and uh, defensively, uh, there, there is going to be some turnover in the secondary, but but you think that they can reload with, with the way they recruited. Uh, there will be some question marks on Ohio State's team next year, um, but obviously when you're bringing back fields and the offensive firepower um, and, and with the way they've recruited uh, alongside their peers, same with Clemson and the ACC, you feel good. You feel good. Clemson's going to have a lot of turnover on offense outside of Trevor Lawrence. Um, so there is, uh, there, there. You still got to play the games, and, and I think that there's some teams that are, are knocking on the door uh, that will at least at the will at least make things interesting next year. Fair enough, but it seems to me that uh, it's gotten even more top heavy. Your Utahs, your Baylors, your you know Oregon's, those kind of second tier powers. I just don't see it. To get over the hump, I think you need a, a quarterback these days that can win you ball games. Um, you know, we talk about the Penn State Ohio State game. Uh, Justin Fields on third down in that game was the difference. I mean, obviously Chase Young was a man child as well, but those two guys were the reason why Ohio State won that particular game. I mean, if they played Penn State 10 times, they probably win convincingly. Uh, in most of them, but in this game, it was close. Penn State was giving them hell, and Justin Fields and what he was able to do on third down with his legs um, to extend drives and, and make plays was the difference. So if Oregon, they're losing Justin Hebert, is Tyler Shuck the guy, uh, is one of these guys they recruited because uh, they're talented um, everywhere else. I, I like the way they're recruiting, but it's, it's really becoming a, a big-time offensive game in college football. There's no question the quarterback has become even more vital, and that's another feather in Ohio State's cap because Ryan Day has obviously proven, along with the help of Mike Yersich, that this is a place where if you come here, you're going to break some records and be on your way to the NFL. Before we hop off here, Steve, and you can just 
listeners for a second. I would be remiss if I did not throw tremendous kudos towards the Ohio State basketball team. Is this the high watermark for Ohio State ever when it comes to football and basketball at one time? They have arguably the best football team in the country. They have inarguably the best basketball team in the country right now. Super impressive. Let's hope they keep it up. We will dedicate an entire show to hoops starting next week, even if we have to add another show. We appreciate Steve stopping by. A little bonus tidbit for y'all. Dan and I were talking before the show, and he's like, how could anyone ever pick Michigan to beat Ohio State based on the talent levels? And you look at the recruiting this year, Dan, and Michigan's got the number 11 class in the country. It's number two in the Big Ten. Nothing to frown on. It's a really good class. And then you talk about, hey, the number 11 class, maybe we develop them and, and get more out of them than what they're even ranked. The number one player in their class is A.J. Henning. He's ranked number 92 in the 24-7 sports composite. Ohio State has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven prospects in their class ranked higher than the Jewel in the Michigan class. So that is one of the big differences uh, uh, when you start splitting hairs at the top of the list. So to your original point, I agree with you. But there are some chinks in the armor next year going into the season for some of those teams that we're projecting into the playoff right away. Thankfully, not one of them is called Ohio State. Have a good one, Buffnutters. See you on the front row. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.